Welcome, welcome. This is Gabe Hernandez, your publisher in EIC for ComicalOpinions.com. It is Monday, January 22nd, 2024. Thank you for joining. Uh, today's op-ed, I'm going to jump right into it, is talking about the recent Eisner Committee announcement that they're consolidating the comics journalism category. Uh, not getting rid of it, but they're consolidating it. And why I think that's necessary, that's, that's not a great thing, but there's also uh, some good reason behind it that I think is is right and correct, and, uh, and the, sort of the rationale behind that. But before we jump in, uh, please, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, like, share, comment, subscribe, share it, let us know how we're doing, leave a comment down below, we'd love to hear from you. If you're listening to this on your audio podcast of choice, also please uh, leave a rating, leave a comment, let us know how we're doing, and we'll be happy to take your feedback into account. And by you sharing it, it helps us grow and, and, and do more for you. So what's going on with the Eisner specifically? What they're doing is they're taking the, the category of comics journalism and they're not jettisoning it. What they're doing is they're taking comics journalism and they're rolling it into an existing category called comic-related books. The problem there is comic-related books really means a lot of things. It means biographies about creators like Jack Kirby. It means autobiographies by creators who have written books about themselves. It means things like, you know, how-to books on how to draw and how to write and how to do all the things that you can imagine related to comics or talk, talk, or historical doc, uh, books about the comics industry. And comics journalism sort of gets lumped into that. What that really means is, uh, in practicality, comics journalism is just not going to get any more acknowledgement because you know, there's no way you can put a, a, a site up like Adventures in Poor Taste and put that up against an autobiography of the life of Stan Lee and they're going to get the same consideration. It's just not going to happen. To which I say, good riddance to the Eisners. Now, I'm an old guy, but I'm not a salty curmudgeon. Uh, maybe not so old, but <laughs> depending on whether or not you ask my kids and, and, and the folks we know. But the reason I'm, I'm kind of okay with this, but I'm sad about it at the same time is for two different reasons. Uh, but before we get into that, I mean, comical opinions exist because we wanted to be part of that ecosystem. We are, comic reviews, even though they're by nature opinion pieces, are effectively a subset of comics journalism. But for us to do reviews that people read and that, that they like and that, that they trust, and that's the key word, trust, we have to maintain a certain level of, of objective distance between us and the publishers and us and the creators. Uh, that's what journalism is about. It's telling the tale while maintaining that clinical objective distance between the writer and the object of whatever article that is they're writing, whether it's an opinion piece and you're reporting on something, a press release, whatever it happens to be. Uh, so the reason I'm sort of okay, but not okay with this, again, twofold, is first of all, the Eisners have to take into account that a lot of comics journalism sites are different. The sites that are focused on reviews is different than sites that are focused on news versus sites that are focused on interviews versus sites that focus on uh, press release, releases and just kind of keeping up what's going on with the industry. It's very difficult to compare apples and oranges, which is what that would try to do. And so I understand why they might want to do that. But the second part of that is why I think this is probably a good thing, but not for the not for great reasons, is because to be blunt, the state of modern comics journalism is trash. It's just garbage. It, I, it, that's a very hyperbolic way to say it. It's not very kind, but in, from my point of view, it's the truth. And let's talk about that a little bit. I've lost count of the number of times where you've seen uh, creators 
say reprehensible things online or in person do reprehensible things in person at comic cons at uh, party events where alcohol is involved and all kinds of scenarios but when you get that and that creator has not done anything of substance that is praiseworthy when they're creating their comics be it art or writing and yet when they get in front of some of these comics journalism sites they get puff pieces softball questions they're not challenged in any way about the behavior or the, the quality of their content. They're just given basically uh, cheerleading types of interviews, which is not a good thing. That is not how comics journalism maintains trust with the readers. It's not how you maintain an objective distance. If something wacky or funky or inappropriate is going on, comics journalists should be digging into that. Not to, to do salacious reporting like some kind of tabloid um, publication, but just to get to the heart of what's true as far as if there's a conflict within uh, among creators, if there's a conflict within a publisher, journalism is supposed to root that out and bring it to the public attention because it matters, uh, especially when you're thinking about doing business with those publishers. Second, I've lost count also of the number of times we've had opinion pieces both from publishers and from guest op-eds where they see things like comics are raining money or comics are better than ever. Uh, and if you read the op-ed in the link down below in the description, uh, you, I'll have screen caps in there where you, where this, I'm not just being hyperbolic as far as uh, saying, well, somebody said online and I heard it indirectly. No, I have screen captures from actual publications from some of these uh, established, uh, you know, quote unquote, recognized sites where they're saying these comments. And that's ridiculous. If we're talking about <laughs> the state of comics right now in the industry, and I'm talking about the big two and the smaller and mid-sized publishers that follow them within North America, primarily talking about Western periodical comics, they're not raining money. They're not better than ever. It is patently obvious. And for respected, uh, lauded news, comics journalism news sites to continue to push that narrative is ridiculous. And that's what erodes trust. That's where you kind of look at it from the outside and say, you have no objectivity. And you ask yourself, why are they doing these things? Well, first, to get nominated by the Eisners half the time, you have to be buddies with the folks that are on the nomination committee. Anybody can submit for an Eisner. Anybody can submit anything for anything for an Eisner in any particular category. There's no law that says you can't do that. But to be picked up as, an, as a nominee and then consequently to be given the award, it, I hate to say it that way, but yeah, it goes a very long way if you're buddies with the folks on the, on the nomination committee. So right there between the Eisner Award folks and the journalistic folks, there's a loss of objectivity because you have to be friends with them to really get that recognition that you're looking for. Second, if you're giving publishers puff pieces, if you're giving the creators puff pieces, and if you're just spouting whatever the pub publisher tells you to spout because either you want to make sure that you're getting your comps or you're getting insider scoops, or if you're, if in some cases, worst case, in my opinion, the worst case scenario, the publisher is paying for ad space on your site, then any trust or objectivity is just eroded. It's just gone. And that's not how you do comics journalism. You can't be objective and factual and honest and present that information to the reading public while you're in deep with the publishers, uh, accepting money from them, accepting favors from them, accepting, um, I should say, back scratching mutually beneficial 
uh, uh, um, uh, perks from them. It, it just doesn't work that way. Comics journalism, you have to maintain distance. You have to be clinical. You have to be separated. And so when the Eisers come along and say, well, we can't compare all the comics journalism sites uh, against each other because it's apples and oranges and against other things that are going on in the comics industry because it's apples and uh, bananas. <laughs> I get that. But at the same time, also, comics, the current state of comics journalism is terrible. There is no authenticity. There's no honesty. There's no objectivity. There's no trust between the comics journalists and the readers, with a few exceptions, of course, you know, present company uh, and comical opinions, uh, weird science, the, the folks that we deal with. We're small, we're growing, but still it's not enough to drown out the noise of the bigger sites who have been around for a very long time and but have at the same time lost everything that makes them what should uh, what a comics journalism site should be. So uh, will comics journalism ever come back as a category for the Eisners and will they ever be worthy of that trust and respect? Maybe. Uh, there's some work to that needs to be done. Uh, there's things that could be done possibly if I'm brainstorming and just thinking out loud. Uh, Possibly one way we could do it is to get comics reviewers and journalists and folks that are part of that ecosystem to kind of band together and hold each other accountable. It's not a union. I'm not talking about unions. There's a place for unions. That isn't it. I'm talking about some kind of collective accountability and responsibility to each other to say, hey, if you're going to report on something, report on it accurately. And that's not accurate. And then to call each other a new account. I don't know what that organization or what that collective would look like, but that's one thing, way to do it. The other way to do it is to find some way to start rating, rating R-A-T-I-N-G, rating comics journalism news sites. Um, they do it all the time with the like the major kind of geo uh, geopolitical or just mainstream news sites like CNN, Fox, MSNBC, and all those sites. There, there are services out there that rate those. Maybe we need to apply that to comics journalism web, uh, websites. That's going to weed out a, a lot of the wheat from the chaff, but... Maybe that's where we need to go. Uh, so I don't know. It's just not in a good state. The modern state of comics journalism is trash. And so I say good riddance to the Eisers because honestly, comics journalism doesn't deserve to be awarded by the Eisers. It doesn't deserve praise. And it's got a, there's a long way to go and a lot of work to be, needs to be done to gain that worth of recognition back. So what do you think? Uh, do you, are you okay with the modern state of comics journalism or do you think it's also trash as well or it's something in between? Leave a comment down below. Please let me know what you think and let's move on to the next part of the newsletter. Uh, so, yep, on the Making a Comic uh, series that we're developing, we have completed the template on the pitch document and we're halfway through writing the pitch document for uh, Silver Streak number one. So if you want to be notified about when the next episode comes out, we'll we kind of show that off. And it will also include a link where you can get a copy of the pitch document template for free. Uh, subscribe to the newsletter. It's completely free and you'll be notified as soon as it comes out. Uh, so let's move on to the reviews for last week and the week coming up. Uh, I won't go through all the reviews that we've already written. You can go to the website, please do, and uh, let us know uh, what you think. What, which is your favorite comic of the ones we reviewed last week? Uh, for last week, for us, our pick of the week, Cobra Commander number one. Very surprising. Joshua Williamson has uh, had a lot of troubles at DC. He's not done a good not done a good job, in my opinion. But on Cobra Commander number one, he's knocked it out of the park. I suspect a lot of that has to do with Robert Kirkman and Oversight from Skybound. They're not going to let a comic, comic go out the door on the Hasbro license that isn't up to snuff. So I suspect 
Williamson does better when he has oversight that is determined to make sure that the quality is up to snuff. So there, there might be something to it there, that, a lesson that DC can learn, especially with Williamson. Uh, so coming up for next week, we have Big Bang Adventures number 23 and The National Guardians number three, both indie submissions, both from Big Bang Comics because they gave us a big pile of stuff to review. We have uh, Blade Runner 2039 number nine from Titan, Red Sonja volume seven, number seven from Dynamite, Van Helsing Vampire Hunter number one from Zenoscope, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number 16 from Boom, Spawn number 349 from Image, Universal Monsters Dracula number four from Image, and I believe that ends that miniseries, and it's been a great one so far. Uh, we have Starfinder, Angels of the Void number five from Dynamite, that's based on the tabletop RPG. Grim Fairy Tales Annual, The Last Dream, and Grim Fairy Tales Volume 2, number 79, both from Xenoscope. Dead Detective, number 3, from Black Box. Skeeters, number 2, from Mad Cave. Captain Laserhawk, A Blood Dragon, that's from Tokyo Pop, so that's a graphic novel, so it will do it later in the week because it is a bigger one to get through. We have Disney Villains, Hades, number 5, and Gargoyles, Dark Ages, number 5, both Disney titles under Dynamite. We have Destemper, number 2, from Blood Moon, and... Midnight Western Theater, Witch Trial number five. That ends that prequel series from Scout. Uh, and, and that's been a good one so far as well. So that is it for this week. I am Gabriel Hernandez, your publisher in EIC for comicalpains.com. Thank you for joining. Make sure you like, share, comment, subscribe. Let us know how we're doing. You have a great day. Stay safe in the cold weather. And we will talk to you next week.